what's going on? Welcome along to episode 35 of the Strategy and Conversions podcast. I'm Jamie Michael Joseph, and as always, I'm joined by Mark Tanner. Now, Mark, we're going straight in after recording the previous episode, right? We're letting all, all the secrets out here. We are, we are, yeah. And, and I'm just saying that because, you know, someone may watch it, may kind of binge watch the different episodes. They may see us in the same kind of kit and think, hang on a minute, you <laughs> know, what, on, what's, yes. what's going on here? What are they playing? These guys never change anything, but... You know, the, the reason that we're going straight in, we just did a, a session that was all around strategy and we yeah. got into the whole kind of points of, you know, the, the we, we started to touch on the psychology side mm. and we started to, to get into that. And, you know, we were talking about it just then as we kind of finished and we're like, look, we, there's so much about this. Let's just hit record. Let's just get straight into it. And let's yeah. just do the, the podcast on that. So psychology, I mean, you know, we, we've, we've kind of quoted you as being the, the marketing psychologist you know, and stuff like that in, in different kind of trainings and, and different things that we've done. A lot of that is around the kind of mind, uh, mindset and the, the thought process of yeah. planning planning your business and then the implementation side as well. Yeah. And how that really works to attract in the customers that you want. Yeah. You know, so no, there's, there's, there's many and there's many parts to it. So for, from a, uh, they, there's, there's all sorts of things that come out with the psychology. The first all is getting clear on on what what you want, the whole clarity thing, which we've talked about many a time, um, and that's the clarity of of actually sitting down and thinking. Well, and again, we'll start with life. What do I want in life at, at a certain point? So, for example, if we if say we're looking at just we'll we'll do twelve months kind of strategy type of thing. Uh, we're thinking about that. It's like, okay, where do I want to be in twelve months? Not Forget the business, forget everything else. Where do I want to be in 12 months? Do I want to have been on holiday to the Seychelles or something? Or do I want to have bought a new car? Do I want to have moved into a new house? Um, do I want to have an extra 100K in the bank? Whatever. Um, it's First of all, it's, it's understanding where you want to be. But then it's why you want to be there. And that's when the kind of emotional psychology uh, comes in is because you start asking yourself the wonderful question why 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 do you want that why is that important to you why wh what will you do once you're there how will you know you're there but what it mainly is why is that important to you why do you have to be why do you have to be in a in a, in a five-bedroom house in one year for example why what 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 is it? What? It, why is that really, really important to you? That question, why? Is there's a there's a great. I can't remember the book is. I know, but I've, I've used this a lot of time. It's six levels of why, and that's kind of it. You um, you set yourself a goal, for example, and you say, well, why do you want that goal? Um, and then you'll come up with the reason. So why is that important to you? And then you say, well, because it's important because I want a, a, a level of freedom. Well, why is that important to you? And you kind of go go down and go, and it, it's almost like it seems a bit you know you're being pedantic, but you finally get down to that to that final question of well, why is that important? You, you suddenly you normally will hit on the right answer. You might get it before then, but normally it takes five or six times to ask that question. Just why? Why is that important? Area there. Um, I mean, that, that's where the magic happens always. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like like you said, when we we do that tactic within marketing as well. So someone's got. Yeah, kind of product or, or service that they're looking to sell, and they're looking at well, okay, who's the customer? Why would the customer want this? Yes, and they come out with a reason, and it's like, okay, why? Yeah, and then by the time you go through six different whys, you get to the real answer. 
Yeah, you get, and then yeah. you start using that in your marketing, and it works really well. And that's that's right. So once you have that, and that's that's right. When you have that in in your, you've got that sorted out in your life. You say, right, okay, I want to create this business again. Okay, what kind of business? Well, not you. I want to create. You may already have that business, but I want this business to now give me this again. Then you, because you've got your whys in place, you can understand why that is important to you. Um, but you can still be asking your questions. Well. Why should I be doing? Why should I be creating this service, or why should I be creating these products? Why, again, then you move down. Why is that important to people? Why would people want to buy these? And you know, what value? What what value would it give those people? So again, is why is it important now? Not for you, but why is it important for them? Because your business is there to serve people. So why is it important to them? And then it comes down to the marketing. Is that? You know, especially when you come down to things like messages in in either writing copy or, well, yeah, basically writing copy or you're networking. What do they want to know? Why is that important to them? Why is why is what you're telling them going to be interesting to them? Or are they just going to switch off and think, oh, yeah, okay, yet another, I don't know, yet another solicitor or something or whatever? Why why what you have? Why why is it that they're really going to be interested in what you have? What is special about it? Um, because again, there's 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 two there's two things. Well, two things. There's probably a lot more things. There's two things that come to mind in business: is um, why will people buy what you've got, and really, why will they buy it from you? Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as that. What are you giving them extra that they wouldn't buy anywhere else? Because you've got to give value. You've got, you you've got to give them something for stuff first, and then you've got to be giving them more value than they can get elsewhere whatever that value could be i can't remember if we, we did this on a podcast or we did this on some some high level training so you know, we might be giving away some secrets here yeah it could but, be but we we kind of went through this as well where we we kind of talked about going back years ago it, so there used to be one game in town you yeah. know or they, they used to it used to be quite difficult to find someone you know to provide certain kind of um services or, or products and stuff like that whereas now you know, you just pick up your phone and, you know, you've got so much choice. Yeah. So how do you stand out now? You know, you don't have that monopoly anymore where customers just run into you or, you know, they have to come to you. Yeah. It's that now is that they have so much choice that they can, you know, they could choose to, you know, I mean, for, for online services and stuff like that could be anywhere in the world. Exactly right. You know, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because uh, you just look at some of the, some of the little, um, you just think about that before the internet you had a village and you had a village you had an accountant in that village and you might have a solicitor in that village and you might have a butcher and a, they were all captive audience you were yeah. you were the captive audience that's gone that's gone as you say it's not just the country it's you know vas i i i do i do feel sorry for vas in a lot a lot of senses because um there are so there is so much competition from VA from the Philippines, from Puerto Rico, from South, you know, Brazil, maybe, um, anywhere, all at different prices. So if you're competing on price, you will never, ever be lower than somebody. So you can't compete on price. So, and, but, but, but the trouble is now, if you, if you lift a benchmark because you offer certain skills, it won't be long before other people offer those skills as well. So it's how, so again, coming back to that psychology is what makes me better? What can I do? How, how can I become better than the, than the other VA? Is it because you, you're more efficient? There's, 
you know, that's those whole questions are again take an awful lot of brain power to to say, well, how, why would people come to me? Yeah, I'm I'm in the I'm in the UK, for example, we're, we're UK. So I'm in the UK. I'm charging UK prices, and yet people in the Philippines can charge a fraction of what I charge. What is stopping them jumping on the internet and 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 setting up business with a VA in Puerto Rico, for example, yeah. for a fraction of the price of someone in the UK? I mean, I mean, the thing is that that time has passed, hasn't it? Now, I mean, that, that's actually happened. Yeah, I mean, there, there are we we know people who have you know agencies where look you outsource your work to them, where mm-hmm. they they just got people in in the Philippines or whatever it is that, that yeah don't get me wrong they they do an amazing job sometimes you oh, yeah, get what you can yeah. find you know y- yourself but the thing is is that you're paying and okay for the agency you're paying the full whack and they're paying the, the VAs that money yeah. whereas now that that business channel was opened up that you can go direct to them. Yeah, I can always remember going back five plus years ago and d- doing some training and, and being mentored and stuff like that. And the things that were being taught at that time was to, you know, go overseas to different kind of um, providers. Yeah. And you would charge people full whack over here, you yeah. know, but, and then someone else will fulfill the actual work for, yeah. for the price. Yeah. You're making a lot of money. And I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. I mean, we're seeing this now, not to that level. But we're seeing this now with the likes of apprentices. Yeah. You know, we're seeing agencies who, you know, agencies saying, look, we can do this, we can do that for you and stuff like that. We just did a whole session on strategy and, you know, strategy gets chucked in and fulfillment gets chucked in and all this kind of stuff. But the, the actual the, the actual marketing that gets done is at a junior level. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it's just cheap labor that, that comes in and it's like, right, okay, look, this is what you need to do. Do this, do that. There's no, there's no higher level thinking that gets put you know that gets involved in that yeah that's coming, right coming back to that that psychology is sometimes you need that higher level to kind of look at what the, the bigger outcome is we, we spoke about this on a few a podcast back where we, we talked about mastermind you know and we, we talked about you know how i will have some sort of idea you know i'll speak to you about it evolve into something else and then my input again and then make it evolve into something else and that has just happened from us having that that kind of yeah. higher level kind of chat there yeah. Whereas sometimes if you just go in, this is what I want, and then you're, you're not even delegating it, you're outsourcing it to someone who's at a, a, a level below that. Yeah. Where you, you're right. just getting the job done rather than yeah. it being done to a, a kind of certain level. And the, the reason talking about that is going back to that whole kind of psychology of people and stuff like that is that, look, if you're not doing something to stand out, you know, if there's yeah. not a real reason why someone comes to you, yeah, then they're going to go somewhere else. That's Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Indeed. And then the other part about the whole psychology is your own psychology. So, for example, um, you've got a business at the moment um, doing whatever you're doing, um, could be fairly successful. But what's but you want to now scale or you want to go to you want to go to people say the next level, but you want to you want to up your growth. You want to get to the stage. How do you feel about that? Are you do you feel you're capable of doing it? Because in a lot of cases, a lot of cases, if you talk to people about scaling their business, they get scared because they think, oh, I can't do that. Well, why can't you do it? It's this whole, well, what makes you think you can't do it? Just look at somebody over there. They've done it. What, why are they different to you? What? And, oh, yeah, but I haven't got the skills. Phew, okay. Why? What, again, it's, it's this one's a different. What makes you think you don't have the skills? What evidence have you got that you can't do it? 
And often when people talk about that, they've got no evidence at all. It's just this thing that it because they're scared. So then there's that psychology. Okay, there's nothing wrong with having fear about doing it, but don't let it stop you doing it. Think, right, okay, this this is this is scaring me a little, but it's also exciting me. That's what a goal should do for you. It should scare you a bit. Think, God, oh, can I make that? And you, uh, and excite you to get there. So you've got this thing, this psychology in your own head of all, all you know, your your beliefs that came, a lot of beliefs that come from childhood, but all through your sort of teenage years and stuff, of making you believe you can't do something. Like, for example, people say, uh, yeah, and this is a classic one for, you know, people talking about business being creative. Any business needs a, needs a portion of creativity. Even if it's solicitors, you'd be creative about how you do stuff. But you get these people say, oh, I'm not creative. And you think, well, where did you get that from? And it's because probably when they were a kid, they, they drew some pictures or whatever, and they were told they were rubbish for example, you know, I mean, that's a very, very tiny example, but they have this thing that I'm not, I can't, I can't think outside the box. I don't, I can't do that. When was the last time you tried? So, you know, give yourself a break. So I think there's that self-discipline and, and, and self-management of understand that, hang on. Yeah. I've got a limiting belief here. What can I do about it? So again, one of the things on the psychology about setting goals is if you set a goal to be somewhere, where you are, wherever you are now, means that you 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 couldn't get there because otherwise you, you would have got there already. So it's kind of right. If I set a goal to some to get to somewhere, what do I need to become to be able to be that person who can reach that goal? Because um, you know, life is always about uh, you know if 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 you're at that level, you would already have that lifestyle. So if you want to improve your lifestyle, if you want to change things, it's likely you have to change first. Because if you don't change first, it won't happen. I love that so much. I was listening to something the other week, actually, that was similar to that. And and it was just saying that, you know, a, a lot of the way how things get taught, and I guess to an element that, you know, the way we would do things is we look at the outcome, you know, and then we pull it back to where we are and we look at getting to that, that outcome, you know, and th- that has to be put in place. Otherwise, it's just kind of wishful thinking. But like you were saying there is that the psychology is, is that, your identity has to change now yeah. to yeah. match that in to match to whatever that. it is in a year's time. Yeah. You start living that now so yeah. that you can attract that and, yeah. and become that, you know, rather than, you know, just, okay, this is where I want to be. This is where I am. You know, let, let's hopefully get there. Yeah. You have to start, you have to become that person now. And I think it's, it's massive. You know, like I said, it's th- those kind of things I haven't touched too much on in in my kind of training and stuff like that whereas i know you have and yeah that 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 to me is what you know to, together with the stuff we do it makes it it's so powerful is that you know we look at things from different angles but we're always yeah, trying to right. get the, the right outcome yeah and, and and the whole thing is you know uh, yeah the whole self-awareness thing um if you want to change something you have to change yourself so you have to become aware of where you where you want to be and it's it's that whole thing okay uh, do you have to change your skills for example it could be something that's based, you know do you have to learn more do you have to learn more about how to do something well or is it okay i need to sort out why i've got this gremlin on my shoulder that keeps telling me i can't do it how do i get rid of this gremlin um because every time i try and be successful or try and get to a level this gremlin pushes me back again says oh this is too good for you you can't have this and that that's that's your you know the this is this is the whole thing with change people have this comfort zone 
like you know, you heard obviously heard about it hundreds of times. When you push outside your comfort zone, the natural your brain can't handle it because it's kind of like it's it's your comfort zones inside your mind, and it's saying, "Oh, this is my comfort zone." And you push outside, it's going to say, "No, no, 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 come back, come back. You've got to come back to where it's comfortable." And once you've pushed outside your comfort zone, you've got to be there for quite a while before your brain says, mm, "All right, okay, fine, you, we can." I've, I've got this this picture somewhere, and and it says. Um... It says life life is tough. Yeah. And it says it's it's tough because of two reasons. You're either outside your comfort zone or you, you you've chosen to stay within it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it is exactly that, isn't it? You know, yeah. you get to choose your tough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Choose which one you want. Yeah, because they'll both be uncomfortable. Yeah. Because in your comfort zone, you might be okay and comfortable now, but you won't be in five years' time. Yeah. And and you might uh, but if you go outside your comfort zone, you won't be uncomfortable now. But you could well be in five years' time. It, maybe that, that's instead of it being tough. Maybe it was uncomfortable. Maybe that's what it yeah. says. Yeah, you know, life is uncomfortable for yeah. one or two reasons. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah I, I I I talked to a, 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 a while back now a, a guy. He was a butcher. Would you believe? And he was in. Um, he was a sort of. He considered himself an entrepreneur, and um, he said he was always saying that every day I look for things that I don't know to change. He said because. Um, I can't stand being comfortable. I don't like being comfortable. I'm always pushing to find new things. And I think he's got a, he's in a different business altogether now, but it's because he just wasn't happy. If he, if he was sitting there and everything was going smoothly, he thought, right, okay, something's wrong. And that was his attitude, but something's wrong. It's going smoothly and I'm comfortable. And that was the way he looked at it. And he kept pushing on. He said, okay, that's an interesting way of looking at things, but it obviously worked for him. I think that, that that psychology side then i mean i think that there's two questions i have on on psychology we'll see your your view on it i think one is with, with setting goals right i'm i'm all for that whole thing like like you said is it should make you uncomfortable you know it should yeah. it should seem a bit you know it should make you kind of think it's a challenge you you know that that whole kind of thing should you be able to achieve your goals well yeah, I guess this is the, this is another uh, another thing, and I know we we do this in in some of the training we do. But the whole thing was smart. People tell you to set smart goals, which are specific, measurable, and here's the word: achievable, realistic, and time bound. The problem with goals that are appear to be achievable when you're when you're setting them now is they may not stretch you very much. So sometimes you've got to they've got to be beyond what you think you can achieve. So, for example, um, if you're on a just as I mean, take money. Money is an easy thing to measure. It's not the only thing, but it's an easy thing to measure. If you say I want to double my income, or let's go a bit, for, I want to triple my income this year. Okay, so to do that, it means your business has got to raise its turnover. All that stuff we we know about. Now, triple your income, you might be the first thing you might think, "Whoa, I'm never going to be able to do that." So that's the first limiting belief: is get rid of that limiting belief. But then you don't need to know straight away how you're going to do it. Because if you start thinking about, oh, I can, I'm going to have to do this, this, and this. while you're, If you do that while you're goal setting, your goals will always be low. But if you say, right, I'm going to triple my income because I really, really want that lifestyle. I really want everything it brings me. And again, you ask yourself, why, 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 why? You know, why what will it bring you? Why is it important? But once you've got to the stage that oh, it's really important to me, it's, it's going to triple my lifestyle. And then you sit with it and you think, whoa, you know, if I get that, it'll be absolutely amazing. That's the feeling. And that's the goal. Then you start, okay, 
then you can start working backwards after you know after a couple of days. But it but you've got to be I can't say realistic because it's safe, but you can't say I want to 10 times my income in a in one year because you ha- it has to be believable that you can make it to the extent that I could push myself, work differently, change things, and I could probably triple my income, but but 10 times in my income. Now that could be a limiting belief as well. You could say, well, I don't think I can do that, but maybe you could. Again, I'll come back to that example that we use of that guy who who um, in, in the mastermind I used to be and who had a 2 million turnover, which is not shabby. He wanted to double his turnover in that year. Yeah. And, and we were trying to find ways to go from two to four. He ended up going from two to 10 in one year. And that was purely because he's the kind of bloke that just said, yep, I'll make it happen. I'll do that. I'll do that. He had, there was no way in his own mind that he could fail. And that was the thing. He had no nothing in his head that said, you can't do that. Yeah, all right, I'll do that. I'll set that up. I'll do this. That, that's one of our, our most listened to episodes. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that and um, how to double yourselves. That those two, yeah. you know, pe- people love it, don't they? Making more money. We should do more podcasts on making more money. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, this is, it's funny, isn't it? People people sort of seem to hate money. They seem to think that, oh, you're making more money. Well, it's not all about money. You say, well, it may not be all about money, but it's an easy thing to measure. And it just gives you more choices. It's just a medium of exchange. It's like it's having more cows, like, isn't it? Or more sheep. <laughs> it's the same since you the other week, wasn't it? I, I was reading and it said about before money was invented, people used to barter. Yeah. And you, yeah. you would complete a task and someone would owe you a favour. Yeah. You know? So it was like the more favours that were owed to you, you know, the, the more you would help people. More you'd help people. And yeah. now it's just that that's money. People yeah, give you money. money for that, you know. So it's like you've got that money. It means that you've helped you've helped a lot you've, of people. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And I think but I, sometimes it gets it gets spun around the other way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. And it just gives you it gives you far more choices. You can have a better lifestyle, better choices of lifestyle. Yeah. You may want to be you may want to be extra money and, and just be give donating more to charity it doesn't matter the point you've got the choice to do it (laughs) because where you are now you don't have that choice to do it or don't have that choice to to extend yourself so it's just it's it's money is a is an easy thing to measure that's why people use it a lot um and and i think from from what you you were saying with with the goal stuff yeah like I think it, it, it was a great answer. I think the, the the way how I was thinking of the question was actually the opposite way. All right. So okay. what, the, the reason, reason I'm saying that is I can remember years ago, I remember, you know, in, in a bit of a, a training kind of environment, different um, coaches and mentors and stuff. And someone said that they had achieved their yearly goals. And it was like, they say it was like September sort of time. And they said, oh, I've achieved all, all my goals for the year. And I can remember this, this coach at the time, he, he, he turned around and he said, you didn't have goals. You just had a task list. Yeah. And that, that's what I said. Should goals be actually be achievable or should it like, you know, you should get to certain points and it's like, should I think, you have, have that yeah. whole kind of shoot for the moon and you may hit the stars. Well, I, I think there's, there's, there's an element of that, that, that to it. I think there's, there's nothing wrong with having goals that you can, that you can achieve. But I think if, if, if you get in close to achieve them normally in, in, um, in a lot of goal setting circles. If you're getting close to achieving a goal, before you've achieved it, you make another goal. So as soon as you hit this, so for example, let's say it's two times your income, we'll just say, so you've doubled your income, but as soon as you've doubled your income, you say, right, I've done that. Now, the next goal was to four times my income. And so you straight away say, right, okay, I've done that, brilliant, tick. 
Now I'm going to go straight into goal into goal number two, which is four times my income. It's now gone up two times. So now I'm going to four times that income, for example. And and so you're never stopped. You 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 don't get like you, you get to the position where somebody says, oh, I've achieved all my goals. That's almost like they're sitting back and say, oh, I don't know. Sit back for a day, maybe, and a, a day or two, and have a bit of pat on the back, but don't, yourself, yeah. not for longer. No, totally. I think I think that's exactly it, isn't it? You know, is we, we've mentioned that before. Is uh, I think you get people who go from being employed to being self-employed or running a business. Sometimes they do that because they say they want to make more money and, and stuff like that. But it comes down to choice. So it's like they they want freedom of choice. So they want to be able to make their own kind of choices with, with how they deal with business and stuff like that. But what happens is that's the goal. So as soon as they become self-employed, they've achieved the goal. Yeah. You know? And then they do nothing. They make no choices. You yeah. know? And they just aimlessly kind of wander around for a little while. Yeah. You know, yeah. before they think, hang on, I better do something here. You know? There's, there's um, oh, a couple of mentors that I, that I, that I follow um, who, who say, you know, if you set up your own business, um, if, if, you, if you've taken the... So say you're on a, you were on a 25 grand salary, for example, just say. And um, he was saying that if you, if you leave your 25 grand salary to set up a business, then you want to be earning four times that pretty well straight as soon as you can, because you've taken on that four times the risk. So you want to be, uh, you want to be earning 100K, because why, why wouldn't you? It's kind of like not saying not saying it's difficult to do. It's well, why wouldn't you want to be earning that? Because you've taken four times the risk. You've put your you you know for family or whatever. You've put your family at risk. You've put your responsibilities at risk. You've taken this huge massive risk of not having a regular salary. So of twenty five k, well, why not have hundred k? You've taken four times the risk of that you were in a in a reasonably comfortable job. Yeah, you've got more freedom and all the rest of it. Maybe you've got more freedom, and but you've probably got a lot more stress as well. But it's now saying, okay, <clears throat> I want this. I want this hundred k salary, not because you want the money necessarily, but it's because I want to see that I've increased my my lifestyle four times better than I had when I was in when I was in my job. That's, that's the because we've gone full circle on the onto psychology, right? Yeah, yeah. That that, that that's the thing, isn't it? That life goal you know, that yearly goal, whatever it is there, is that the psychology behind it is that I want to achieve this. Yeah. You know, and the reasons for it are X, Y, Z. That then instills that that confidence in you. Yeah. Because you know, okay, look, th- this is what I'm looking to achieve. This is what I want to achieve. Is that then that, that psychology switches from, you know, possibly that limiting beliefs, possibly imposter syndrome. Well, know, that's another one, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's like all of a sudden then you get to that point where, okay, look, f- things are, are are looking positive, you know, and I guess that's when you get into that whole kind of point where, it, you know, we, I've seen people do this so, so often. They do that whole kind of, not, not so much feast and famine, but they go through a stage where they're all in and everything start, starts to go well. And then they kind of go, well, things are going too well, you know, and then they stop. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. then they just, and that's they, again, that's a, that, you know, going into psychology, that's another that's another bit of psychology where you don't think you're worthy enough to have great results. And that think, comes from, I'm not good enough. I think that that's a good point to end on with, with this episode, yeah. because I think we're getting into an element now of accountability. Yes. And I think we should do an episode on that. Yeah. To, to basically get into that whole kind of thing of, 
you know, having those goals and sticking to them and the psychology yeah. and the strategy around it and bringing it all together. Um, so let, let's do that. But big, big takeaways from, from this episode. What, I think, wrong with? I think for, for, for me, it's, um, it's limited. For me, it's the, the whole limiting yourself, but um, the limiting beliefs that stop you achieving what, what you know you can do. Well, deep down, what you know you can do, the limiting beliefs stop you. You know, they just stop. They're just always putting you back. And I think you've got to get rid of those. Um, and you can quite, I'll say easily. Sometimes they can be difficult, but there is there are simple ways you can start replacing those to uh, uh, to, to 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 start reversing that and replacing them with with beliefs that you can do it because that's an important place to start. Yeah, my big takeaway was. What you said, you know, just a few minutes ago is, you know, what, what, why settle for 25K when you can have 100? I mean, that, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? If you go into business or you're looking at starting a, a side business or whatever it is, is that there is no cap. No. You can, no you can earn as much as you want. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not a case of, okay, look, I, I need to do a really good job for the whole year and I might get a 3% increase in my salary next year. Is that you could earn all that salary next month if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah, you know that those and is that okay? It's not just a case of wanting; it has to be some action in there. Yeah, of course. But, but the whole point is, is that you have that choice. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think that's that's what we'll wrap it up on this episode. Okay. So, Mark, it's always been a pleasure. Yeah, indeed. I'll catch you next time. Yeah. Okay. Cheers, everyone. Bye. See you then. <laughs>